So hi, one of the Good Nights Podcast. I'm Shane. I'm Glory. And we're here I'm with Frankie Mish. Let's see what Yes. There you go. <laughs> <laughs> and we're gonna ask him some questions today. I'm gonna start. Uh, so what inspired the creation of the band and what does the band name mean? So uh oh, what was the first one? What started it? Yeah, what inspired the creation of the band? Mm-hmm. Um so it was I mean me and me and our vocalist hunter have been in a band for so long. Like mm-hmm. uh I've I've known him since I was 13 uh so actually 10 years now um but uh we were in bands like on and off with friends and like different people here and there uh and then eventually it turned into um a more serious thing Mm -hmm. um and sleep waker kind of was like it happened immediately after we decided to join our own separate different bands Mm -hmm. eventually we those bands all broke up and I had some people from that last band that we were like, Hey, let's start a, a project. And uh sleep waker was kind of like the, the culmination of all those years, finally getting it right, uh, which was awesome. Hell yeah. But uh, it formed when I was, when I was 16 and we were kind of talking about like in my parents' basement, we were kind of talking about like what, uh, what's some a cool name that kind of fits the the feeling of you know the music we're writing mm-hmm. and we were talking about sleep and like how I, i've had issues with insomnia since i was a kid and uh hunter and i both have had issues with um uh, sleep paralysis and stuff like that which i think a lot of people experience in some way but uh it was just kind of an interesting topic and we're like this is a cool thing to like kind of bring into a band and kind of have a concept built around Mm-hmm. So it was like Sleepwalker, and then you know we Googled it, and there's 50 million bands named Sleepwalker. Yeah. So we're like, what if we take out the L? What if we do this thing? And uh, that just kind of that that was it. We were like, okay, that's that's a cool name. It's brandable. Like it's interesting, and people are going to call us Sleepwalker for the rest of our career. So. <laughs> <laughs> All right. And when people Google the right name, it'll show up on top. Mm-hmm. exactly that's that's the thing like if you if you google us right now it's, you've got our whole thing our whole band name pops up it's it's uh an easy to remember brandable name so, yeah yeah definitely perfect all right uh so congratulations on your upcoming release alias how do you feel the response to the announcement so far uh it's been crazy we uh it's definitely the one of the biggest reactions we've seen so far um in terms of just like uh, seeing people complimenting the the video and like mm-hmm. the um, the actual song itself too, uh, and it's definitely one of the the kind of out of left field songs that we've done, mm-hmm. more out of left field songs. Uh, it doesn't usually it doesn't really sound like our the rest of our catalog, but uh, it definitely sets the tone for some of the stuff that we've got coming up on this next record and how it uh, uh, transitions us from the song we've been doing into something a little bit more uh modern and mature yes yeah it's been been really cool to see all these people noticing that kind of stuff yeah that's awesome uh so is there any meaning behind the album name or the cover art oh yeah uh so we're a band that loves to shove a ton of meaning and a ton of uh little easter eggs and extras into everything we do and then do a terrible job explaining it all because we're like okay so this is really cool like what if we did this what if we did this and mm-hmm. then we throw it all in there and we do all this stuff and then we're like cool hopefully someone gets it 
and then we go on reddit like two years later and someone's finally gotten it but it's like <gasps> it's already past the whole like you're uh, already on the next album cycle yeah, yeah exactly cycle. uh so it's um it, alias uh, the it stands for all life is a sound um mm-hmm. which is another thing that is eventually going to uh come into play with future stuff that we do okay, um, okay. but the the concept of the, the album is more of just a uh introspective um what's what's the word it's just an e introspective view of what it means to be a person like who you are and mm. we, we kind of felt that that helped tie into some of the sleep things like when you get delirious or insomnia everything like that you eventually start feeling like dizzy or like you have out-of-body experiences that kind of deal um like this is kind of an interesting topic and we loved exploring uh um uh, like pop culture references and stuff like that like we a lot of the the album comes from ghost in the shell uh cowboy bebop um, yep yep yeah yeah and i love the matrix and blade runner and all these things uh so when we were writing the lyrics that's what i came up with all my influence from was the were those those pieces of media and when it came to doing the album artwork um i kind of sat down and i was like okay like i have a friend that does our old guitarist actually uh took the photo of the uh the person on the front cover mm-hmm. um and uh, i was like this is really cool it kind of it's simple it encapsulates kind of like the, the feel and like the mm-hmm. style it's got that blade runner like cool glowy kind of feel and all this yeah. stuff and then i just attacked i added the um uh the cables coming from the head and everything to give it that matrix like mm-hmm. aesthetic and everything and then um from there the type and just coming up with that was just referencing cool sci-fi kind of stuff and going from there and making sure it it felt the same it felt like it fit the uh the sound that we were going for okay definitely i definitely did get like the sci-fi feel from the album while listening yeah. to it for sure. Yeah, there's, there's a couple of Matrix references, and that's kind of what we were going for with that uh, that that artwork. Because the the Matrix movie, the fourth one, was supposed to come out uh, last month, actually. If COVID oh. so, we were like, it'd be kind of sick if we're gonna release it around now mm-hmm. to uh, to have that be kind of tying in and and with Cyberpunk coming out and all this yeah. stuff. They're like, uh, it's super interesting, and we came up with all these concepts and everything a year and a half ago roughly before covid came mm-hmm. so it was kind of cool to see everything kind of like all the trend kind of push towards push away from like the cowboy red dead redemption into mm-hmm. like techie kind of stuff so that's yeah. sure the feeling we wanted to incorporate in oh, definitely yeah. it's amazing it all fits perfectly now it's yeah, yeah. Uh, so can you tell us a little bit about your writing process for this record yeah um we were going to be going on a few tours and stuff like that. And we had some demos made up and then uh, it was going to kind of culminate into a bunch of touring and then um, like a couple months off. And during those months off, we would sit down and write a record and then go back on tour. And hopefully by the time we were done with those, it would be done and we could release it around this summer. Mm -hmm. But uh, we ended up, um getting all those tours canceled and had a bunch of time off so yeah. I decided to go into the studio which i live with our producer um oh. so i literally just walked into the basement and yeah. we started writing yeah 
Um, and it, it definitely, the demos we brought in versus what we left with, there, there were a couple songs that we didn't change really much to, or like we, we just added little bits of stuff in. Mm-hmm. Um, but we definitely came in, scrapped some songs, redid some things and took more time than we would have had had we were, or if we were touring and had we gone out on all those, those runs. Yeah. Um, so I think the recording process was a little bit more relaxed and we had time to really perfect everything mm-hmm. and solidify what we wanted out of the album. Um, Don't Look at the Moon, our last release, we definitely had some stuff that was like, this is good, this is solid, but like we can do better. Yeah. Uh, and on this record, when we finished, when we wrapped everything up and we were like, okay, ship it out. Uh, I think we were all, almost everyone in the band was like, or everyone in the band was like, this is, this is it. Like, I think it's got a nice bow on it. We can yeah. hand it to someone and call it good. Like, it was nice to have that, that extra breath of fresh air to like take a step back and look at everything. So the recording process was definitely more lax, not, not in the sense of like, uh, uh, it's more relaxed. Yeah. Um, yeah. But yeah, we, we had a ton of, ton of fun doing it and trying to make new sounds and everything. But, oh yeah definitely it's amazing you guys weren't rushed basically exactly. Exactly. like we have to finish this then we could go back on tour to then get off tour then finish another record and then get back on tour just getting yeah. that loop you guys yeah. actually had time to kind of relax like okay let's actually pick on this song for this week or whatever yeah that, that it ended up coming out with um we learned that uh our members certain members that hadn't written stuff before or people mm-hmm. that didn't have as much to uh put in ended up putting in way more than we were expecting so it was yeah. nice to kind of sit down and give them more of a platform and stuff like that like we, we it was way more collaborative than the last few albums because it's last few albums were like like uh the ep was basically just me writing it in my my bedroom and mm-hmm. then taking it to a producer and then don't Get the moon was like uh me and but mostly me again writing stuff and then our our uh guitarist came in for like two songs or something like that and this one it was we were all there all collaborating all creating stuff so it was really nice to see that's but, fantastic are you guys yeah. looking to write like that more in the future or is it just kind of if it's if with your schedule and everything it allows that to happen i mean we're definitely going to do that more in the future um but we've found ways with quarantine and everything we found ways to do it remotely so like i can write stuff on my own mm-hmm. and then there are things that I can't do that I don't really bring to the table that our guitarist Jake does. Like he does EDM music and stuff like that. So mm-hmm. he knows his way around synths and like all this extra production that I don't really have an in on. Mm-hmm. So it's going to be like, I write something, I get, hit a brick wall, send it to him, have him yeah. like help with that. And then like our uh, bassist Aaron is absolutely insane on piano and we had no clue. Mm-hmm. And wow. uh, Yeah. So now it's like, okay, well, we can do some cool stuff and like he doesn't have to be playing piano, but mm-hmm. he can be doing like some some little extra things and stuff. And we didn't get to utilize all of this this uh, as much on this new record, but it's because we were all kind of like coming, it's a transition. It's more like we we're sitting down and coming into our roles. So yeah, mm-hmm. I'm definitely excited for uh, for the future and this album to come out and hear the, the hints of that stuff being thrown in. Hell yeah. Definitely. Amazing. Uh, so I want you to pick your favorite lyric off this album and tell us the meaning behind it. Oh. And you can just tell us a song if you don't want to like spoil a specific exactly, song yeah. that's not out yeah, yet. Yeah, yeah. Um, 
it's kind of there's almost two and okay. one of them is like really uh actually i'll save that one i'll save the second one um but the first one this on the song alias mm-hmm. uh because skin's already out i i think the the there's, there's some lines on skin that i really like but just kind of like add to the suspense of the album uh mm-hmm. the song alias definitely has some really cool references and stuff like that to um directly to uh ghost in the shell and that's like one of my favorite anime of all time and i love that that movie so the 1990 yeah yeah thank you for clarifying yeah yeah um so so yeah i i I love that that movie and there's some direct references to that and uh there's even like a sample in in that song from the ghost in the shell movie and stuff yeah and uh that's probably that sample and the stuff surrounding it is probably my favorite my favorite mm-hmm. stuff that we've, we've done and the end of the chorus on that song there's a line that kind of wraps up uh everything and it's it's a cool little like the, the just the words on it are really really nice <laughs> so, yeah that makes yeah. sense you've mentioned quite a couple times that this album references a couple animes and movies and stuff that you enjoy do you find it difficult to kind of blend the two in your lyrics and production or is it just very natural for you so uh i don't claim to be like a good writer or anything like that but <laughs> but i like to i like to throw in or I, I like to kind of condense everything down into a theme like mm-hmm. you're watching ghosts in the Fel- shell the theme is like humanity and mm-hmm. like what it means to be alive and like it's like like Blade Runner it's like the replicants are they human are they like at what point does a robot become a human and what point does like this thing become yeah yeah, yeah. and at what point do you lose yourself completely mm-hmm. um so all the stuff that we kind of reference throughout the album has that theme and I liked to kind of pick apart why the Matrix has that theme and how it does it differently than Blade Runner and mm-hmm. how uh, Cowboy Bebop has that theme of like how, how to be free versus mm-hmm. like the, if you've ever seen Firefly, uh, it's an old old TV show. Mm-hmm. Um, there's a, in that TV show, it's like um, they're, they're sci-fi cowboys running Ooh. from like the law kind mm-hmm. of deal. It's got Nathan Fillion in it, and uh, it's a really, really, really good show. If you haven't seen it, yeah, I 100% recommend it. Um, okay. But uh, it's very Cowboy Bebop. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It, so the, the themes of, like, what it means to be free and what it means to be alive are in that mm-hmm. one. And then, like, you've got uh, Ghost in the Shell, which is, like, you know, introspective stuff, like, am I human? And like, what, does that, what does that definition mean? Mm-hmm picking apart those little differences and then taking them into a song and going, okay, so like this difference fits like this, like uh, sound mm-hmm. of this song. Yeah. Let's write something abstract, but mm-hmm. put in references to this thing. Cause like we have a song uh, that's written about star Wars, but if I just wrote a song about star Wars, that's kind of cheesy. Like mm-hmm. you immediately yeah. kind of get that, that, that inkling of like, ah, uh, like that's a little uh, like nerdy. Kind of. <laughs> Yeah. So if you were to take a step back and like listen to it, not knowing it was it was Star Wars, it wouldn't seem like a Star Wars song. Yeah, like, I think I think that's the key to doing that. Uh, mm-hmm. If you can if you can kind of disassociate the actual thing that you're referencing and mm-hmm. putting it 
put it into its own unique story and theme. That's probably the best way to go about writing stuff without adding in too much of the original source material. Definitely. You just kind of pick and choose to make everything match. Yeah, yeah. Pick and choose yeah. the theme and the, the concepts. Yeah, exactly. That's amazing. That's really cool. I didn't expect that at all. All right. <laughs> uh, so can you tell us where your headspace was at while you were creating this record? Uh, I mean, I'm not going to lie. Quarantine was kind of awesome for me. Okay. Because yeah. um, it was actually pretty good for all of us, I think. None of us really had any major issues. Uh, I, I was working kind of an office job at a marketing firm at the time. And then uh quarantine kind of showed me that i can do it from home and then uh eventually showed me that this job sucks so yeah i I quit and i i got like a better headspace and i feel better about where i am now and everything and uh uh i was feeling better about not being at the office and everything at the time so writing the album i think we were all pretty pretty happy and we didn't want to be like we didn't want to necessarily put ourselves in that dark, angry, upset headspace that most metal bands are in. Mm-hmm. Um, so we didn't want to write a song that we didn't want to write a, a bunch of. Oh, well, I guess can I swear? Yes. Yeah. Uh, okay. We didn't want to write a bunch of "fuck you" songs. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Okay. We wanted it to be like um, more than that. Like that just seems cheap. Like it's mm-hmm. like that's anyone can tap into that emotion. Anyone can kind of get into that, and it's easy to do. So we didn't want to make it too too easy on ourselves <laughs> we wanted to actually like challenge what we were doing yeah. um so i think i think get, being in a happy space but also questioning like you know what does it mean to be happy and where can we go from here and like what's happening next is kind mm-hmm. of a cool way of doing that without making yourself depressed <laughs> yeah oh happy yeah. to hear you guys were doing good yeah <laughs> yeah yeah we were all doing pretty good <laughs> different from our typical answer which is we were depressed while writing it yeah Um, (laughs) so i know you've mentioned there's a lot of movie and tv shows that uh, influence this record but what band artists influence uh also pop out on this Uh, like bands that influence us yes Mm um i mean i i personally uh i'm really a huge fan of loathe Mm -hmm. uh and uh I, i really like the way that they incorporate like melodies and stuff like that that aren't you know pop melodies yeah um that and their structure is sick i love the way they structure their songs and like oh it's just different it's kind of nice to have like a a breath of fresh air like that um Mm -hmm. so in that same vein deftones for sure yeah uh they're they're pretty huge influence like the droney nice kind of stuff yeah um but also, I, I do love like the 1975 and um, so uh, turnover and like poppier kind of stuff. Uh, mm-hmm. But I think the the overall um, influence is, is probably just Deftones. Oh, Deftones. Okay. Yeah. That's um, it doesn't sound like Deftones. The album doesn't sound like that at all. Like, mm-hmm. I, I don't ever want to claim that. But uh yeah we we loved listening through some of that stuff while we were writing and like trying to get in that headspace and bring the sound that we had on the last record in to feel like Mm -hmm. this new uh sound yeah that makes sense that makes sense 
Uh, so this one should be super, super quick. Off the top of your head, I want you to describe this album for new listeners in three words. Oh. Yep. Yeah. Yep. Uh, introspective. Okay. There's a word I, I mentioned before, but I can't think it's just an E. Like, uh, thinking about who you are and what it means. Uh, it, in, uh, oh, what's the word? Mm-hmm. I mean, we have a we have a, a brand guide that I, I made not that long ago for Sleep Waker, and I used three words specifically. Yeah, and, and I can't think of the. Come the on, identity for sure. Okay, identity and uh, it, man, um, means like what your place in the universe, like uh. I'm sure someone someone out there is going like, oh, it's this. It's this, oh, yeah. It's this. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, all right, can I can I come back to that? And I'll think of the word. Those, those, or do you need it to move on to the next? Uh, we don't really have a spot for you to come back to it. So if you just like okay. any other okay, word, okay, just okay. one word. You just need one word. Yeah, 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 yeah. Mm-hmm. Identity, introspective, human. Human. Okay perfect yeah, yeah. that's perfect it's perfect but if the word comes to your head i'll just blurt it out exactly yeah, yeah. we yeah, won't we don't mind uh, so is there a certain feeling you want your listeners to have while going through the album um i definitely kind of want people to go through the album with uh like not not expecting just heavy stuff like want people to kind of like listen to it and kind of think like uh I guess be introspective as they're, they're yeah. listening to the album. Mm-hmm. Like hopefully people can connect with certain things and they can um, uh, they can listen to some of the songs. We have a few songs about about like what it means to change after going through loss. Mm-hmm. So like distance, the song that we put out is about our our vocalists. Uh, he, he lost his his uh, grandfather to, to dementia during mm-hmm. uh, quarantine, um, and it's about him experiencing that loss and yeah. how it changed him in the end. Um, and we have another song that's very similar to that. I actually have two more songs that are very similar to that. Uh, and lyrically. And I think, I think that that taking an experience like that, listening to this album in an introspective way where you're like, okay, like what about this album is like making me think about who I am and yeah. what I do in life. And that's a very, very huge task to put yeah. on an album, but mm-hmm. I, I, that's what I hope, uh, like in a perfect world, people would, would get from it. Okay. That's fair. Yeah, yeah. that's fair. I respect that. Uh, so for this question, I want you to picture you're on tour. You're at a gas station for a rest stop. You're going in. What is your snack of choice? Uh, so... This is a great question for a guitarist, Jason, because he always gets the off the wall, random thing that turns out to be the best thing that anyone picks. Oh, I hate when people do that because then it's like, why didn't I get that? Yeah, exactly, exactly. Um, but he actually turned me on to uh, they're the sweet Maui onion uh, chips. Oh, they're incredibly good. They're rare at gas stations. 
Okay. Yeah. But that assuming doesn't seem like gas, gas station food. Like, mm-hmm. Assuming this gas station is like perfectly stocked. That's what yeah, I yeah. want. Okay. Uh, yeah, yeah. All right. Sounds good. Uh, so where do you see the band in the next five years? Um, financially stable. So you actually mentioned a couple questions back. I meant to bring it up. Um, the album title, if I'm remembering properly, is actually referencing something else in the future that's going to come up. Mm. Do you guys like hide little Easter eggs and all your stuff that's going to reference future stuff? Do you like plan that far in ahead, or was that just kind of like a one-time thing? Yeah, we we so we do, but we like to kind of give ourselves breadcrumbs and then come back to them later okay. uh, to reference them. So like, what if we did this cool thing and we don't explain it? And that it's, it's like uh, if you guys ever watch like a David Lynch uh, series, like Twin Peaks or, oh, mm-hmm. or um, stuff like that. Yeah. 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 Uh, he loves to give little things in the beginning that he comes back to and explains or maybe he just leaves it and it's just there. Yeah. Like, um, it's the same way the Coen brothers do like certain movies like mm-hmm. uh, the Big Lebowski and stuff. Um, yeah. they'll, they'll introduce characters and re- weird things will happen around them and then they're just done like the, the, they don't come back to it they don't explain it yeah. uh i love that kind of storytelling so mm-hmm. uh and being in a band you can do just cool shit and then not explain it and people are like oh that was just cool it just looked cool yeah. um, but there's actually a song relief um it, it starts with a character like waking up in the woods and then travels through the woods sees uh, figure of uh, uh, this older woman and then eventually um, goes to or wakes up from this like dream state kind of thing walking through mm-hmm. the woods and notices a car crash happened and he's he was knocked out from the car crash and walks over to the car and sees this woman his his mother whoever mm-hmm. uh, laying dead in the car mm-hmm. um, so that actually kicks off all our music video stories so all oh. the stories that we've done for music videos have been based on that video, video we put out three four years ago oh my god um and the story of that is going to be close to an end with the next music video that we have no, wow. well, well a music video that we have coming out okay, <laughs> okay. Yeah, not the next one but hey that's so. a that's a pretty big thing to be ending like yeah, after like four years yeah uh i mean it's it's not like as as direct we've been pretty pretty like i said pretty good at putting things out and not explaining them and just kind of yeah. leaving them. Uh, but now we're kind of trying to build that story and loop it back and finalize everything mm-hmm. um, and that will also help us push off into the next step we we are planning way out further ahead now mm-hmm. you know, we've kind of got some traction and we're like okay this is going somewhere we, we have a budget we have things that we can do and like money we can spend at least but yeah yeah uh but yeah it's we don't plan things out too far ahead because i kind of like that flying by the seat of your pants feeling of like okay we've got to do this next thing what is it going to look like what is it going to do let's Mm -hmm. do this now like spur the moment what are we thinking yeah yeah Yeah. because you don't want to think of something come back to it a year later and go ah that was dumb yeah. Sometimes, sometimes it's not dumb you're just tired of hearing it or tired of seeing it or tired of thinking about it so fair enough that's fair all right uh so for these last couple of questions we're going to shift away from music if that's okay with you yeah absolutely 
Sick. So we're going to go straight to death row. Boom. So if you're on death row, what would your last meal be with a drink? Um, so so on death row, I'm, I'm pretty sure you can get like multiple kind of things in, in the meal. Yeah. Uh, it's not just like one thing. Yeah. 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 Mm-hmm. So spaghetti is my favorite food for sure. So true. But- because there's so many variations of it and you can put pretty much whatever you want inside of it. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, I really, really like sushi and crab okay. for sure. Right. So those are, those are going to be in there. Um, whether that's a full, like, you know, crab or crab sushi or something. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then for a drink, I, I really like root beer. I don't drink so at all. So when I go to bars with friends and stuff, I get root beer. So That's it have to be, it have to be, ooh, actually, it have to be a root beer. Um, I live right next to a place called Perrin Brewing in mm-hmm. Michigan, and they have some great root beer. So it'd have to be one of those for sure. All right. Amazing. All right. Uh, so if you could live in one fiction world for a week, where would you live? It's uh, a lot I mean, of I've options. Listed, I've listed off so many that yeah. <laughs> I really like already. We got you with this one. Mm-hmm. So it, it goes back and forth, but okay. Star Wars and Lord of the Rings are huge for me. So okay. because Star Wars is so like you could be a nobody and someone could just step on you like an ant. Yeah. I'd have to say Lord of the Rings. Because you could just go to the Shire, hang out. Obviously, hopefully, it's not during the scourging of the Shire, but you could just go there, hang out, yeah. have a great time. Like, yeah, mm-hmm. eat like your what twelve meals? Just yeah, have a good day. yeah, exactly. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Second breakfast. And, mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Wonderful. But, uh, so I have the honor of asking the last question. Every single person we've spoken to has actually said it is the most important question. Mm-hmm. What is your favorite color? I'm a graphic designer, so it changes. But of right course. now, it is it is like a teal blue. Ooh, taste. Yeah. It's a very good color. Yeah. It uh, used to color. be it used to be green. If if Sleepwalkers colors as a band mm-hmm. change or shift, it's because my favorite color has changed or shift. Usually, <laughs> so you just control that. You control the arrows' colors. Y- yeah, yeah. Usually, yeah. Like, uh, it was green when we did our first release because that was my favorite color. Like a mm-hmm. nice forest green. And because uh, my hair was green at the time, and then uh, it shifted to like black and white, but it had it still had like a kind of a green color, mm-hmm. uh, and then now it's blue and red, like blue yeah. and teal, basically. So yeah, that's 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 gotta be my answer. It's like a, a nice teal blue. Right. Wonderful, good uh, colors. Good so colors. as Glory said, that's all the questions we have today. Is there anything that you would like to plug? Uh, I get, yeah. I mean, alias out july 23rd uh it's probably the most proud i've been of a whole project i've ever done uh, so i'm extremely excited for it to come out and all the work that everyone's been putting into it is insane and we have an incredible team of people working with us so yeah uh alias had july 23rd and i think that's honestly about it yeah more stuff coming extremely soon okay awesome Uh, Well, thank you for Snapa. This has been Frankie from Sleepwaker and Where They Good Noise podcast.